Hi there, welcome to the Being You Show. This is Coach James Short and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition. This is all about an inspiration, transformation and motivation story to share some highlights and some stories of some amazing people out there in the world. And we are so excited to have this special guest today. Scott Agate, oh my gosh, this guy is a mover and shaker. He is a legend and guru. His background is actually in the real estate industry where he began in Sydney in 1995 as a real estate um, agent. After a successful decade of residential sales and personal property investments, first in Sydney and then in London, Scott returned to Australia as a co-founding director and lead sales agent of the Bell Property Potts Point, Sydney's premier boutique real estate agency. That is one of the most amazing agencies uh, in here in Australia. With the success of Potts Point office, Scott went on to co-found a further two Bell Property franchises in Sydney's eastern suburbs, one in Surrey Hills and the other in Walsh Bay, expanding his scope from residential sales to include commercial property. In 2004 to 2015, Scott mentored and managed the transaction of hundreds of millions of dollars in sales and rentals across three business agents teams. His personal investments during this time included the purchase sale and renovation of multiple properties, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, what's interesting around Scott is even though he's, he's had a very colorful um, time within the real estate, what happened in 2015, he said, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I've had that. I'm, I'm time to, to spread my wings. And, and what happened was that uh, he built a small ski lodge uh, business in Japan. Check it out. I checked out the videos the other day. Oh my goodness, it is next level. KumaLodge.co. Go and check it out. www.kumalodge.co. He moved then to the Gold Coast four years ago for lifestyle. Uh, been building and flipping waterfront one-off homes. Uh, six currently up there. He's bought and sold 26 properties personally since starting in London at the age of 22. He did two in the UK four in Japan, uh, six in Queensland, and Sydney, 14. Gosh, he's got some experience there. Um, he's got an amazing family. He's married to Bridget and two kids, Elsie, who's six, and Wolfie, who's two. Um, he launched Hello House 18 months ago uh, to change the way buyers are serviced and create a transparent business model with integrity to help save buyers thousands and avoid overpaying or being ripped off. He's currently working on a residential project to sell out in Brisbane in addition to Hello House and other businesses as well. Welcome, 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 Scott. So good to have you on the show, mate. Thank you for your time. Good morning, James. Mate, how do I, how do I uh, follow up on that? <laughs> <laughs> I love getting the, the, the energy pump, mate. You've had That's an amazing intro. Thank you. No pleasure, mate, and really an honour and a privilege to, to have you on the on the show today. And um, I think you know we've got we've got you know we've got lots to talk about. And I guess I want to find out. What did I miss? What was this? What's the story or the backstory that maybe the listeners go, you know what? They need to know this or they need to know that. Where? What? Some of the things that I missed there throughout your, you know, both personal and working career that you want to share today? Well, first of all, I think it's it's quite a uh, shock when you hear someone read back your highlights. <laughs> that, so it kind of put me back in my seat, which is, which is a nice way to um, start the morning this morning. Um, I don't know. Where do you start? I mean, it. it I, I feel like um, the they're all just things that just came and went at different times of my life. It was all part of the journey and I guess um, creating the, the man I am today and the family that we've created around us. 
Um, so it's all just been part of that um, journey and it's very much been step by step. I never went out, you know, initially at 18 or 21 to think, you know, I'm going to have this big portfolio of property or I'm going to go off in these different directions. But um, I, I, for me, it comes back to I, I get itchy feet. And I think when you tell that story just then, it, that, that just kind of plays in perfectly for still where my head's at today at age 43. It's like I'm not, you know, not complete with what I've got. Um, and not in a not in a nasty way. Like I absolutely feel so content with everything at home and, and my love life and family life and my friends and things. But I'm just constantly wanting more challenges or um, you know different experiences in life. And I guess that's represented back with, with my history of what I've done since age you know 18, 19. I think that's so true because we have like it's that what you call it, you know, an entrepreneur flair. It's whatever it is. It's that, that yearning. It's not the wanting more, but who could you become more of and what can you learn along the way and that, and that journey. And it's so interesting as we go through life and, and, you know, one door closes in the whole sliding door, right? One door closes, another door opens and let's then go down that pathway. And it's, you know, and you've clearly displayed that through, you know, your, your career and, and your personal world as well. If you think about, if you think about that and you think about your history, I like to talk about geniuses, you know, what makes you help people light up or help people, you know, make a massive difference. What do you feel that your, your genius is and what do you bring to, to the world? Um, we probably just hit it on the head this before. It's it's not being content with the status quo. That's the first thing I think is just always thinking about, um, you know, not necessarily that the grass is always greener elsewhere, but what else is out there, always looking for a better solution. I know even at um, just the work I'm doing in project marketing at the moment in Brisbane, it's trying to find uh, a more efficient way to do things. Um, you know, I, I used to use the term when I was a real estate agent that I would cherry pick the best buyers. So, you know, I, I was never going to be the most successful agent because I just wasn't diligent enough or, you know, I guess because I didn't enjoy the process as much. But what I did was make the most of um, my time by cherry picking out the best buyers, servicing them and getting those deals done. So I guess I was always looking for a more efficient way of doing things. Um, and always keeping my eyes open for where the opportunity lay. And some of those things that you mentioned just before of what I've done in my career today, you, you know, you, you said go down a hole. It's definitely a rabbit hole. Some of them are more <laughs> successful than others. Sounds yeah. great on the hit list, on the show, you know, the highlights reel. But um, I guess you've got to, you know, you go into it with your eyes wide open and excited. But um, and part of that is possibly a negative. You know, my wife would say to me, gee, you know, you're biting up too much and you can chew. Why are we putting all <laughs> our money into this stupid project next? I don't want another ski lodge. <laughs> but for me, it's kind of like I'm just all in or all out. And I just love um, living life like that. And then I can look back and say, look, no regrets. I had a red hot crack and it was good fun along the way. That's so good. And so what about inspiration? What gets you going? What inspires you to, to do what you're doing? Um, I think... Watch looking around and, and seeing some of your peers that have got a better lifestyle than you. And it might not be um, money driven, but it might be that they have better relationships with the people around them or, you know, they get to in, work hard but enjoy their time off and they you know, have a really good structured lifestyle like that. Um, so those things are a driver for me for sure. Um, of course, having a nice lifestyle is key for us as well. You get used to... to having a nice car or going on nice holidays. And that's what we really look forward to as well. Not necessarily, again, the financial showiness, but having those times where we can go on a family holiday and spending that time, that's definitely a driver for me. Um, and the other key thing for me is what I guess is um, linking all those deals is the art of 
uh, making a deal, right? Like yeah. just being in the, in the moment and uh, closing a deal, that motivates me to get to the next one and then close that deal and just keep moving forward. I really like that negotiation part of life. And um, I look at it, I guess, through that lens with whatever I do. And would it be fair to say like that inspiration and that genius, then I guess what I'm hearing almost ties together on then how you help clients, right? And how you make yeah. a difference in, in their world. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I've got the ability to step back and take a bigger view of, um, of the deal that I might be in the middle of, um, trying to piece together for my client. And that gives me, you know, an understanding, a holistic view of, of, of the deal and puts them in a better position to negotiate a better strategy and, and eventually the, the right outcome for them. So I think that's probably the genius. And I've, I guess as I've got older, it's really focused on that negotiation side of it. Uh, you know, in Japan, it was important in terms of finding the lodges and getting the best deal, but it was also finding the potential paying guests and uh, building a business around that and getting our number one, you know, TripAdvisor rating. It's all kind of working in the same direction as it was in the real estate world and also the property flipping game. And that's led today to where we are with Hello House. I just need to learn how to negotiate with the kids. <laughs> yes, the master negotiator's right there. <laughs> My six-year-old girl is a better negotiator than me. She just says, oh, it's, <laughs> it's scary, isn't it? It's like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> um, Obviously, you know, the segue into that then over the last few months, we've seen some, you know, some interesting times. How have you guys navigated both, you know, both at home with the kids um, and then also with the business? How, how have you navigated through those times? Yeah, well, starting with family, we, we're pretty lucky actually by moving to the Gold Coast, the timing of that just worked really well. I definitely feel like we're in a complete bubble in Australia at the moment living mm -hmm. on, on the coast or in Queensland in general. So it's, it's really been business as usual for us. Um, the biggest impact on us is that there's no tourists here, which is bad for the hospitality and tur tourism industry, but it means we can get, you know, there's no queue at the coffee shop. We can park outside the beach. It's just really easy living up here. So we're blessed in that regard, very lucky and obviously well aware and empathetic about what our Victorian friends and family are going through. Um, so that's one side of it. On the business side of it, um, Hello House, I guess, was started just and started kicking the gear just before all the COVID stuff. And I've got a business where I work by myself from home. I don't meet any clients face to face. I don't have to see any property or travel. I deliberately designed that business around having family. So about family life and having lifestyle. So um, that's worked really well. People still want to save money. People still want peace of mind. They pay the lowest possible price. So I think that business model has got great legs and it's going to continue to grow and um, yeah the fact that I don't have a big team and I, I don't have to actually physically be on site has made a big difference to, to the success of that business from home. It's amazing isn't it how like we've had to to do things maybe a little bit differently and you know to set up Hello House where you don't have you know the big teams anymore like you used to in, in the bell you, you know you don't be having traveling around and, and doing appointments and so forth where you can be pretty much anywhere yeah. um you know queensland gold coast is a pretty beautiful place to be you know particularly this time of year right yeah exactly um, it's an easy spot to live and 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 so you know to to foresee that and to really take on on that opportunity and to be there obviously with the families it's super important where do you see where do you see it all going over the next uh say six to 12 months where do you think uh the industry um and also this pandemic is, is going to be heading out where do you see that yeah, it's interesting. I don't think anyone's got a crystal ball and you can see that by all the economic forecasts that the banks have done and things in terms of trying to peg what's going to happen in the market. So really, honestly, I'm saying to my guests, my, my clients, my guess is as good as yours, is the honest truth. Um, yep. 
my personal opinion, my guesstimate is that uh, we're going to come out of this certainly in Victoria and Melbourne with a with a little mini property boom. I think that's already happening in certain parts of Sydney. I definitely get that feeling in Brisbane and the Gold Coast and. Uh, a long list of buyers that are just sitting there waiting to buy in Melbourne. But we're going to see, you know, the next three to six months be, be um, probably a rise in property prices. But beyond that, I don't know. Obviously, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's going to be long-term high unemployment. Um, lots of industries are really struggling. So I think it will impact the property you know, market at some point. But yeah, it looks like there's a lot of pent-up demand right now. Yeah, so true, so true. So let's talk to uh, let's talk to to, to Mini Scott. Uh, growing up as a as a young fella, um, who had the the biggest impact on you and why? I think, like most people, probably my parents. But yep. um, you know, my dad was hardworking, blue collar. Uh, you know, worked in a, had a service station up on the Gold Coast that he managed. Just, I grew up on the Gold Coast from three till nine. So had a great lifestyle and, and you know, following our family life up there. Then we moved back to Sydney and dad had his own business with his brother. Um, so I think, you know, small business was probably part of, you know, the back of my mind from day dot with dad. Mum and dad also did a little, you know, duplex development up on the Gold Coast in the Tweedshire when we lived up here. I remember that as well, being on site in the mud and the concrete. Um, we didn't have huge amounts of money. We, you know, they were definitely blue collar in terms of their income, but um, I think they had a go. And, uh, you know, when I got to an age where I could start to do some work, dad always had me mowing lawns, cleaning the pool, washing cars and doing those things and making me work for it. And I think that just gives you the right, um, you know, the right start in life in terms of where the focus should be that if you want something you've got to work hard for it yourself so true so true I mean, and that's a powerful thing and then obviously you're sharing that with your kids at the moment it's it's amazing the lessons that we take from from our parents to go oh can we use this or or not use it and what else can we use for our own kids and it's 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 a quite an interesting process and interesting journey yeah um, it's a, it, i was going to say to you that on that one it's it, it it's a real key point for me in terms of setting up hello house initially because when I was, uh, Elsie was four and uh, she would go away to Japan with us and have these great holidays and see what I was doing over there. But she had no idea what I was doing because it was just all in thin air. I was talking to people on the phone, making bookings, was in a foreign country. But the rest of the time I was in swimmers, no shoes and home all day. And it really, right on that point, it really got to me that, you know, what sort of example am I going to set her? And then eventually, you know, when we had Wolfie as well, that they need to see, you know, dad earning money, doing something to really set the groundwork for them to understand how life works and um, where the money comes from for us to go out and have a nice holiday or, you know, go get groceries at the store. So, yeah, that was a key point for me to say, okay, how can I do this? How can I create a business from home? How can I um, be a good role model and, and set that up? And that was that was part of the growth journey for Hollow House. Oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. So if you think about um, your younger version of you, right? So let's go 25. What would you, what would you give guidance or what would you share with your 25 version of you? Um, well, the version of me at that point was probably a little bit confused. I was definitely in party land. I've just done five years in London, came back from my girlfriend, Australian girlfriend who, who I'd been with for five years and then came back, bought a house together in Sydney and then broke up six months later. So that probably wasn't the best time of my life. I thought I'd probably stuff my life at that stage, but, um, I had already well and truly been on my, my property journey. I'd bought twice in London, um, once in Sydney. So at 25, I think I kind of had my head screwed on at that point. Um, the only job I, I, I landed as soon as I came back from the UK was at Bell. And then I stayed with Bell my entire working career in the industry. You know, went on, as you said, to own three franchises. So, um, yeah, I think if I look back to that age, I'd say, um, you know, 
take what I'd learned in terms of buying property, but hold property. That's the mistake I made. I yeah. used property to fund my lifestyle, um, which was great fun. And I don't regret that for a second, but I think I needed to, you know, if I was a little bit smarter, I would have worked out a way of how I could have done both, balanced the two, had a good lifestyle, but also built bricks and mortar future, which, you know, I didn't do. I just kind of burned through that cash and kept flipping, yeah, yeah which was fun. But, but no, no property advisor. <laughs> <laughs> some great lessons, some great experiences along the way. That's why the highlight reel sounds good. <laughs> There's lots of dark rabbit holes. <laughs> um, we've mentioned the kids and, and obviously Bridget before um, while we've been chatting, but what's been, like, I'm always interested, you know, with you mentioned about role models and so forth already. Um, I'm always interested around business owners that juggling also the parenting roles as well. Um, share us with us your parents' journey. What are some of the, what has it been like? What have been some of the lessons that you've taken away, you know, over these last last years and particularly before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and obviously the last few years as the kids are growing up? Yeah, interesting. Well, I think that the first role model for me or pillar of support is my wife, Bridget. She's amazing. So um, Bids is what we call her. And Bids came from um, Christchurch and she yep. she was not, uh, you know, in love with Sydney when I met her. She'd been living here on and off a couple of times over five years. Um, when we met, we, we basically uh, started dating straight away and then we were married within, you know, or engaged within nine months of that and, and married with a kid inside three years. Uh, in, in A lot in part because she said to me, you know, on one of the first dates that um, if you're not going to propose to me and get married and have a child within three years, you can pretty much get up and let me. Uh, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> wow, all right. But all right, all right. Yeah, I loved it because um, that's what she was all about. And she just yeah. wanted to be a great mum. She's more comfortable with a book than she is with a group of friends. She doesn't have social media. She's exactly the rock that I needed. I was the, you know, the polar opposite of, of bids. And uh, she was really the one that grounded me. So that was the start of really the foundation. And, and everyone needs, you know, a, a strong partner like that, that they can lean on and, and uh, rely upon. So BIDS definitely is that loving foundation for our family. Um, and then, yeah, when we, in terms of before the kids, I just had this overwhelming demand. I don't know if you did, James, as well, when um, BIDS was pregnant, to all of a sudden get grass. I needed grass. Like, and I don't, I've never had grass before. I lived in apartments in Potts Point and how, terrace houses in Surrey Hills. I was like, no, nah, we've got to get grass. We've got to get grass. Got to get the backyard. I don't even own a lawnmower. I've got nil interest in doing that, but we've got to get grass. Yeah. So that was kind of like this funny thing that I always remember that when we were pregnant is uh, with the first, that that was an overwhelming feeling. But um, when Elsie came, I was just finishing. Uh, well, I wasn't finishing that point mentally. I was still at Bell Property in Surrey Hills in my fourth year. I wasn't enjoying it. I really didn't enjoy the job. Um, in retrospect, I could probably say that I shouldn't have done that last four years and go and set up that third franchise. Uh, I wasn't really digging it. I hated the industry. I wasn't really comfortable with who I was becoming in that job. Um, but I did it for financial reasons. Financially, it set us up. Um, you know, what damage does that do, does that do to your actual soul, though? It took me a few yeah. years to recover from that, I think. And that's part of the reason why I had nearly five years off, because I was just burnt out and hated it and just wanted to reset, push the reset button and find who I really was. So um, Elsie came along just towards the tail end of that final year. and. Really, when we had her, I was just kind of um, more and more uh, driven to spend time with her mm -hmm. and be at home in family life. And, you know, I said to my wife at that point, uh, when we sell Bell, I really want to move to Italy or France, learn another language, disappear into the countryside for at least a year. 
um, just work on ourselves, hang out with the family and, and you know, recharge the batteries. And, and she was like, yep, cool, we'll do that. But my brother lives with his family uh, on the Gold Coast. Can we go to the Gold Coast for six weeks or eight weeks and spend some time there first? I was like, yeah, sure. So we did that and I thought, while well, we're in planning mode to do that and sell our house in Sydney and exit that lifestyle, I was like, oh, well, my passion's always been to you know, try and become like a little property developer by myself, just flip properties. So. I bought a property on the Gold Coast from Sydney. I flew up, did the red eye every day, every Saturday, did like 10, 15 open for inspections, found a project, um, renovated it from Sydney using local builders up there and just kept flying up to do site inspections and then built us a house to flip that we moved into. And that was kind of the start of it. We moved up, fell in love with um, the Gold Coast lifestyle, flipped that, did well out of it and thought, okay, well, we can make a living out of this. We'll just stay a little bit longer and then got pregnant with Wolfie and, yeah, we're just about to tick over four years. And, and wow. That's, um, yeah, we're, we're very, very Beautiful. happy, very settled. Obviously, miss our family and friends in Sydney, but, um, yeah, it, it was the right decision for the family, and we feel very content with, with what we've got. Beautiful. Oh, that's amazing. Love it, love it, love it. So I've got a couple of questions for you, a bit of a, bit of a like a, a hot potato questions. So whatever comes up first, just answer away. Right. Um, there's only a couple of questions, so let's go. Best piece of advice given to you? Uh, from one of my best mates from school, Simon Harrison, who's one of the best real estate agents in Australia. Uh, when I was going through my last breakup um, before I got married and the breakdown of the, the exit of the, that last Bell franchise, I was in not very happy place. And I remember whinging to Simon on the way home from work one day in the car on hands-free and um, Harry said to me, mate, this is such basic advice, but you cannot control these things that are out of your hands. Focus on what's within your control block everything else out, put it to the side, be you, own that, and you'll thrive. And that was honestly the, the simplest advice that anyone could have told me that, but he had the clarity and, uh, you know, and knew me enough to have the confidence to deliver that in, in a direct blow to the head, <laughs> <laughs> which I needed. <laughs> and that kind of just slapped me out of it. I was like, yep, you're right. I can't, I don't, you know, I don't have control over that process. I just focus on being me. And, uh, yeah, that just at least put me out of that mindset and enable me to thrive in different areas and whatever was going to happen and play out with that is 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 what happens and i said that to my wife actually whether i was going to talk to you this week and i said the same thing to her what do you think you know encapsulates who i am and she said the same thing your ability to um be hit with a with a challenge or a problem and then instantly break it down to um you know what the positive is in that and then focus on the positives and how you're going to trade your way out of that i thought okay wow i've never ever thought about that as as how i live my life but for her to acknowledge that and spot that that was that made me feel you know that i'm doing something right and um you know backing myself a little bit more actually with that confidence which was good yeah beautiful oh that's amazing what about best piece of advice you've given to someone um, I would say a lot of younger people that I met when I was in the real estate industry and also post that since I've got out of the, out of the business is that they're really focused on, you know, kind of getting rich or the rest of it and just and really money driven without kind of looking at what lifestyle they want and how that's going to affect them in terms of the working hours and uh, how they go about getting that. So I think just trying to find a good life balance is really key in terms of what I would advise people to try and find. It's difficult to tell people that are 21 or 25 that um, because they've got long, you know, better batteries than we, you and me do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they need to go through that, that wall and climb that wall to, to, to notice that. But I, the, other, the other part of that is um, 
a constant, not a constant conversation, but a conversation that's come up a lot at this age now at 43 is talking to my mates and my peers and things that, that are still working ridiculously long hours, working for someone else, working for a wage yeah. that are creative people that have got the ability to go out and do it themselves, um, to say to them, to give them the confidence, you know, you can do this. I went away, I threw all of it away. I could, you know, financially it was a terrible decision to, to leave Bell, which was a high paying job and was going to set me up for life. Um, but it just didn't fulfill me. And if you're not fulfilled in the job that you're in, you know, go away, find your happiness, find that fulfillment wherever it may be. And you might find that what you love can turn into a far better financial reward for you as well. Or it may not, it might pay you way less, but you'll just be so much happier that you adjust your lifestyle to meet that, you know, that um, cash flow. So, so true. yeah, I think that's probably the big one that's come out of it as, as I've got older is just, it's really that focus on um, getting out of the rat race and focusing on, on lifestyle for yourself. Beautiful. Love it. Best book. Best book. I don't know about best book. I read quite a few business books and there's always great little nuggets of goodness in those ones. I would say the best one I've read recently in terms of, um, you know, non-business book was Acid for the Children by Flea. Um, I was a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan when I was a teenager, massive fan, like 14, 15, before they became like a really big band. Um, I I haven't listened to any of their music really for 10 or 15 years, but um, but Flea I used to love and that's a really great book about, uh, you know, and really well written about his childhood and growing up and the start of that band and the rest of it, so I really enjoyed that. Fantastic. Best movie? Oh, God, there's so many good ones. I'm a huge Arsenal fan, so I could say Arsene Wenger's Magic Hat, which is a highlight reel of 2001 to <laughs> double. Um, probably Talladega Nights or Old School, anything with Will Ferrell of that era. Yep. Uh, that's just given myself and my, you know, tight group of mates years and years <laughs> of one-liner jokes. So I do love those movies. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Favourite food? Probably Japanese. I've got to say it, don't I? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be a problem if I had a business. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Japanese food, still, still my go-to. Yep. Love it, love it. What about best self-care strategies? A beer and a game of rugby league. Just not this year watching, watching my Brisbane Broncos play. <laughs> That's probably my favourite self, self-help <laughs> if we're winning. Love it. But love other it. than that, we just love getting down to the beach. So I'm um, you know, just getting some negative irons, getting the kids down there. Um, ideally, really early in the morning. Um, before work is great. So we get down there 6.30, 7 in the morning and have a play for half an hour, 40 minutes. That's, that's my, that's my you know, gold start to the day if we can do it. Yeah, I definitely miss it when we don't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's so so it's so soothing and so grounding. It's on yeah. so many levels. It's beautiful. What about superhero? What who would be your superhero and why? Yeah, I've given this some thought. Do you know what? I was never into make believe characters growing up. The thing that resonates with me most, and this goes back to you know high school. I did poorly at high school, and this is an arrogant, stupid thing that was in my mind at that age. But I thought that. Teachers weren't good enough because they hadn't been out in the real world and done it for themselves. So I wasn't going to listen to any teachers because they couldn't do it themselves in the business world. Um, that was a really stupid thing in retrospect because I absolutely respect the wonderful teachers and, and what they bring to this world now as I grew older as an adult, especially since having kids. Yep. I think me, it was less superheroes and more people within those businesses that I, I um, worked in growing up and learning my craft. And I would really just kind of laser focus on whoever that was the leader there and try and learn and mimic what they did. Um, so yeah, less of a superhero. I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, perfect. Of, no, there's, once again, no right or wrong. It's awesome. More it's of awesome. follow the leader. Yeah. I did yeah. this, this one f- funny thing is um, 
I was a terrible snowboarder, a really bad snowboarder. Probably, you know, I self-taught my, you know, Perisher and Threadbow with my friends when I was like 15 or 16. Yep. Um, I'd been for maybe 10 days in my life, um, was very bad at it, you know, and I went to, I got to the end of um, school and finished my real estate license and did three years working in, in Sydney in real estate, wanted to move overseas and try something different. So I worked out a way to uh, get myself to America and the way to do it was to be, take a job at one of these kind of summer camps or winter oh. camps. <laughs> I went to one of these, you know, info, info nights where they came out yeah. and they pitched to people like students and things. And anyway, I got an invite to, uh, to get a job at Copper Mountain in, in Colorado as, as in, the, in the ski and snowboard team. Um, so I went there, I went for the interview. It was full of these American kids at my age that were gun skiers and snowboarders growing up in the snow and in winter. And here I am with 10 days experience. From <laughs> I had the only Aussie there, no idea what I'm doing, fish out of water. But I got the job out of, oh. I remember, maybe it was 80 people they chose, like six or seven or 10, I can't remember. I got the job wow. anyway as a snowboard instructor. And I'm like, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did is I just, I, I just followed the, the pro and I just did every single lesson. Every time they could take me out on the snow, every lunch break, I just went out and learned and followed her. And then by about one, one month, two months, I went from teaching beginner kids to doing private one-on-one -on -one lessons with people paying hundreds of dollars US. <laughs> and I was teaching them how to do it. And, and yeah, I just awesome lesson, all, all right. about just, you know, hacking, hacking that. And I guess that's what I've done for life and, and um, thrive. So yeah, snowboarder and you missed that on the highlights. Real snowboarder that's, I entirely missed that one. That's amazing, Water. right? That's, yeah. that's a huge lesson right there. There's the <laughs> nugget. <laughs> that was the start of the love affair with, um, with, with snowboarding and skiing. Yeah. yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So tell us more about Hello House and, and where things are heading for, for you and all these exciting times because you, you're creating an amazing service and you're providing an amazing offering for, for people out there and really helping them. Share a little bit more about where, where you're heading with it and, and who you're helping out there. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm really proud of it, first and foremost. It's something that um, I'd been working on in my mind for probably a decade. While I was an estate agent, I was dealing with a lot of buyers agents and obviously servicing huge amounts of, of buyers day to day. And I was seeing a pattern play out. Um, with buyers agents that were representing buyers, they would pay whatever price we told them they had to pay, essentially, to buy a property in competition. So I just felt they didn't have their own client's best interest in trying to buy the property at the lowest possible price. They just wanted to get their fee. So there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, I thought, around that industry. And I, I saw it from the coalface. The other side of it was more human. Um, it was watching uh, how single women bought property, um, in particular single women. So it could have been young single women, but a lot of it was um, older women had lost their husbands um, mm. and a lot of divorced women that I was dealing with. And what what was uh, playing out very often was that when they, they'd fall in love with the property and they'd want to start negotiating to buy a home with me, um, very often I would get a male friend or family member who they perceived to be as a better negotiator nominated to step into their shoes and negotiate against me. And what happened is the guys were no better than, than the girls. They just perceived them that the males would be stronger and would, would uh, navigate them to a better result. But it was the complete opposite. You know, the, the men would come in with no skills, just try to hammer blow you, yeah. you know, play this bullying game, which would just get my back up. And, and I'd end up making those people pay, you know, huge overs just to, just to feel like I was, you know, getting the best possible result for my client, which is what I was employed to do. So I knew that there was a better way for those people and that they, they weren't getting serviced. So I'd sat on that idea for quite a while. And then as we touched on before, um, when I had a lot of time up my sleeves and I thought, how can I re-enter an industry that I hated, that I really disliked? 
Um, and how can I do something that adds value to the industry, adds value to people, um, is a skill that I can apply that I really enjoy. It's something that I'm passionate about. I wasn't passionate about being an estate agent, the whole part of the job, but I was a real passionate negotiator. I love that process. Um, so I just kind of morphed into that idea and really it was around helping first home buyers and helping single women was how I launched it. But I soon realized that um, I've done a lot of deals for first home buyers, but I soon realized that first home buyers don't quite get my service because they've never had the pain point. Yeah. And I overlooked that when I set the business up. So I've kind of, you know, delved into that deeper, found some ways to engage with first home buyers for them to see value in the service, but really focused on owner occupiers and, and, uh, and women in particular, single women to empower them to find the property that they want and then hand over to me to um, have absolute peace of mind that they've paid the lowest possible price and, who doesn't want to save money, right? Like if so I, true. You know, I'm helping clients all over the country. In the, in the last seven days, I've bought um, you know, an 80 acre hobby farm in regional Victoria. I saved them $175,000. Wow. Uh, I bought for a mortgage broker client of mine, moving from Victoria to Northern New South Wales. I saved her $50,000 below the target price she set. I, I bought for an investor in Newcastle this week. Um, first week in an auction campaign in a really busy market in Newcastle, in a first home buyer price point, saved them thirty thousand. So they're they're life changing amounts of money. Huge. Yeah, and you, you, it's easy to forget. It's not just a saving that you make today. That you know, if you're debt funding that, that hundred and seventy five thousand is really three hundred and fifty thousand over the course of, of a life of a loan, a typical yeah. loan. So they're big dollars. Um, the system works. The process works. I'm getting really great customer testimonials and feedback. So I feel like I'm making a difference, which is what's driving me to grow that business. And I can see it being a business where, you know, it's it's possibly not just me as a as a solo entrepreneur. It's um, it's you know a me in each state possibly that's servicing those those clients' needs and hopefully grow it into a nationwide business. I'm not quite sure I want to go in that direction just yet because, as you'll know, it's a balance of. Yeah. A good lifestyle versus going back into having people work for you in a team. There's more headaches that come with that. Bigger business doesn't necessarily equate to a better outcome in life. Um, so sometimes I think you just focus on, you know, if you can build it up to paying the bills and earning good money and creating the lifestyle, then maybe that is enough in life. And um, I should take that and be happy with it. So I've just got to work out that balance in my own mind. Love it. I mean, that's it's some of those some of those examples and, and what you've just shared there is absolutely phenomenal. Then how can like how can the audience, how can the listeners get in touch uh, with you? Um, and you've got this amazing gift that you want to share as well. Um, and yeah. we'll also put all these notes in in the footnotes uh, after this uh, interview as well. Um, how can they reach out? How can they get in contact with you? Easy. So the best thing is just go to the website Hello House, which is www.hellohouse, and it's spelled. It's a German spelling, H-A-U-S dot co. So hellohouse.co. On there, I've got um, a full breakdown. This is how I, start, I started the business. To get it out of my mind, I try to write the entire buying process, the entire buying journey. So I've, I've written that. It's on the website for free. People can read that and, and get an understanding of how the process works. And then if they want to engage me from there, it's easy to follow the prompts. And uh, they can also download uh, my guide there to formula of how I negotiate and understand how I break it down to eight easy steps or easy steps for me. <laughs> Not so easy steps for people that haven't done it before, which is why they've got to use me or they should use me. Um, but if they go to Hello House, that'll give them a good start. Yeah. Fantastic. So last question. So um, who would you like to have on the, on this show and why? Um, I think you should have a really interesting character who's a good mate of mine. Um, she's a long-term friend from when I was 18. Her name's Lana Birchall. 
I don't know if you know Lana. Lana is um, probably goes by the name of Lana Taylor, I should say now that she's married. Um, Lana Taylor is uh, one of the three girls of the Three Birds renovations. Oh Lana's yes. A driving force behind that. She's the marketing yeah. guru. She had a huge career in Procter and Gamble. Yep. Um, really interesting. So they're just watching their show, right? There's a new show coming out. Yeah, possibly. She, they're doing incredibly well, really successful. Oh, and uh, just really lovely girls and uh, married to Jason Taylor, who's the ex-NRL um, superstar. Yep. Uh, but Lana's a great girl, really down to earth, got fantastic business ideas, incredibly driven, really charismatic. And I think she'll have some interesting answers for you and be a good interview. So reach out to Lana. Love it. Fantastic. Scott, really appreciate your time together. Really appreciate your energy, your knowledge and your expertise. And uh, mate, all the best with Hello House, all the best with the family. And uh, and thank you once again. Thanks, James. Love to chat. See you, mate. Fantastic, fantastic, guys. Thank you once again for tuning in. This is Coach James Short. Have a wonderful day. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.